Welcome to the St. Matt's 6pm podcast, where you can listen to sermons from our evening service. The Bible reading this evening is in Mark chapter 4, starting at verse 35. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was, in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher! Don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. God, do something and do it now. Ever thought that? Ever said it? Ever thought, how did I ever get into this mess? There are two questions that I want, two things that I want to draw your attention to this evening. You know the story of Jesus stilling the storm. The disciples actually asked Jesus a similar thing in regards to we say, we might say, God do something. And they say to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? They shake him. He wakes and he says to the waves, quiet, be still. There are three things that I want to draw out of this passage that I hope will help us grow in our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus. First, obedience to Jesus can lead to difficulties in our lives. We often say, I've done the right thing. Why am I suffering? Why has this happened to me? Well, we will learn from this passage that we may well do the godly thing. We may well do what the Bible says to us to do and it might cause us grief. Let me explain it this way. Who is it that decides that Jesus and the disciples go to the other side of the lake? Is it the experienced fisherman? There are fishermen amongst the disciples. No. As you all know, if you look closely at the text, it says this. Jesus speaks in verse 35 and he says, Let us go over to the other side. It is Jesus that says to these fishermen, Let's go across the lake. Now the experienced fishermen 
might have smelt a storm in the air. You can often tell when it's about to rain. The temperature might change. You might smell it in the air. You actually might see it coming. On Thursday afternoon when I was driving home along Castle Hill Road and turned left and looked down to the south, I could see the rain in the south and I thought, we're going to cop this soon. And we did. Now, the disciples could have said to Jesus, and who knows, they may have said, hey, look down there. No, we shouldn't go. But they don't disobey. They do what Jesus says. Jesus speaks to them and they go. And the storm is so bad that these experienced fishermen wonder if they will drown. Will their life come to a premature end? The Sea of Galilee is really a lake. It is the lowest freshwater lake on the planet. 200 metres below sea level. It is surrounded by mountains and often there are strong winds and the, mount- and the winds f- hit the mountains and come down over the sea and the sea turns into a boiling cauldron and this is actually what happens in this situation. How did these people get into this storm? They got into the storm because they did what they, Jesus told them to do. When we are obedient to the word of God, we too might find difficulties in our lives. If you stand firm and be honest, you might lose your job. If you say to someone, the way to get to heaven is through a personal trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins and you need to say to him at some stage, God, I've done wrong, I believe Jesus died for me, please forgive me. You might have people say, no, no, no. There are many roads to heaven. There's not one exclusive road. And so standing firm for the truths of the gospel, of what Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life, no one comes to the Father but by me, may cause you difficulties in your family, at work, at uni or wherever else. If you say to someone, They need to forgive somebody else. Again, you might be in trouble. Why should I forgive them? What right have you got to tell me to forgive them? Or, if you tell someone they're being greedy and they should be more generous. So you see, standing for the declared word of God can actually cause us difficulty. These disciples follow Jesus and get into difficulty. 
That is the first thing that I want to draw out of the passage. Secondly, when difficulties arise because we have done what the Bible has said or by just living in this world, which is a broken and divided world, we may wonder whether God cares for us. You might say, God, I'm a Christian and I'm trying to do what you want. Why has this come upon me? Why has my grandma got cancer? Why did I fail that exam? God, do you really love me? And you see, this is what the disciples wondered. They wondered whether Jesus really cared. He was on a cushion, asleep in the back of the boat. And the disciples woke him, it says in verse 38. Teacher, don't you care if we drown? They panic. Their faith is being tested. And of course the same thing happens to us at various times, doesn't it? There might be financial difficulties. There might be difficulties at home. Difficulties with your friends and you wonder, does God really care about me? And at times God may leave us in our difficulty or he may not answer our prayers straight away. But you see, the scriptures do teach us that he does care. And it might be in our difficulties that we learn more about our God and what he is like. I once spoke with a farmer who, during a drought, lost his whole crop. It was worth millions. And he said to me afterwards, after he'd gone through a difficult time, David, it was worth it. I got to know God and the Lord Jesus. Peter tells us that our faith is more precious than gold and we may go through things so that our faith grows and our God does care and the passage goes on and reminds us of his power and strength. For in verse 39, he shows how much he cares. He acts quickly here, and he may do so in our lives sometimes, but in other times he may not. But here, we know what takes place. Verse 39, he got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. What an amazing event. There are actually two miracles that take place here. The winds and the waves that don't have ears both obey him. That's the first thing. 
that we see here. This man in a boat stands up and speaks and the winds and the waves do as he tells them. But there is a second small thing that takes place here that you actually can't pick up unless you can understand the language. And it's the last little phrase in verse 39. The wind died down and it was completely calm. Now I'm going to tell you about when I used to have a bath as a child. You might want to shut your ears. But I used to love to have a bath and I would fill the bath up to as high as my mother would let me or I could cheat on. And then I'd get down. I remember I was re- really little in those days. <laughs> and I'd get down in the one end of the bath and I'd put my legs against the bath and I'd push back quickly and the water would go backwards and forwards. And you know that to be true of water. You throw a rock in and it takes a while for it to come calm again. Go on the Manly Ferry and you can see the waves come up and if another boat goes by nearby, it gets rocked around. But you see, what happens when Jesus speaks is this. The wind stops and the water becomes calm immediately. There isn't the flow backwards and forwards. Jesus' power is seen here. Through him, the world was created and it was created for him and he controls it. And so this God who loves you, this Jesus who cares for you, is all-powerful. Jesus speaks and millions of litres of water became placid immediately. So, first of all, obedience to God can put us in difficult situations at times. Obedience to the scriptures, to the word of God, the revealed word of God, may cause us difficulty. Secondly, as I've mentioned, we find that God is all-powerful and we find that this all-powerful God cares for you. You see, you don't want a God that doesn't care for you and you don't want a God who cares for you but can't do anything. Here we have the two things mesh together. We have a God who is loving and caring and a God who is all-powerful. And the third thing that I want to draw your attention to comes out of verse 41. And I'll read from verse 40 so we get the full impact. Jesus said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? 
Even the wind and the waves obey him. I wonder if you uh, have ever had the privilege of meeting somebody that you were in awe of and you thought, what am I going to say to them? How do I say it? I've I've read in the paper or, or in books occasionally of world famous celebrities who was to meet another celebrity and they said this, I was so frightened when I went to meet them My mouth was dry, I was so nervous and I couldn't get words out and when I went to shake their hand, I was shaking. Well, here are the disciples in awe of Jesus. They really don't know who they're dealing with and they ask a question and this is the third thing that I want to draw your attention to. In verse 41, they ask this question, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Now, if we stopped there, we wouldn't have an answer. But I want to draw something out of the next passage, just briefly which is the third thing that I wish wanted to speak about. In Jesus heals a man who is demon-possessed and it says this in verse 6 of chapter 5. When he, the demon-possessed man, saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted out at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In other words, there is something spiritual going on here. You see, the disciples can't work out Jesus, who Jesus is. They don't see him yet as the son of God. They don't understand really. But who does? It's the spiritual people. It's the spirits that understand. You see, and we don't have time to go into it tonight, but often the demons and the spirits acknowledge Christ. It is the demon-possessed man who says, What do you want with me, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God? See, the disciples ask, who is this? And the demon-possessed man tells them who he is. He tells us who Jesus is. What is it working? Where does this apply to us? It applies in this way. It is only by the grace of God that we actually know who Jesus is. It is by God having taken the gospel that you heard, maybe as a child, maybe as a teenager, maybe as an older person, at scripture or at school or at university or wherever, you heard the gospel and you were interested. And that's what we learnt last week. 
the parables. Jesus talks in parables. Why does he talk in parables? One of the reasons he talks in parables is so that people will be interested. They say, I need to learn more about this. They're intrigued. And so may of you have been. And when God in his great mercy works in you by his Holy Spirit to open your eyes so that you see who Jesus is, you can come to know him as your Lord and Saviour. These disciples see the power of Jesus but they still do not know who he is. It is only through the Holy Spirit working in our lives that we understand who Christ is. This is important to us from the point of view that none of us can ever say, well, I'm a better person than those non-Christians. Because, yes, you responded to the gospel, but you responded because God's spirit worked in you to bring you to a faith. Why can we dance in the darkness? Because we know of a God who cares. How do we know about a God who cares? We heard the gospel and God in his mercy opened our eyes to the truth about Jesus. Three things from this passage. Obedience may cause difficulties. But in those difficulties we know our God cares and is all-powerful. And thirdly, we are thankful to God that by his Holy Spirit we have come to know who Jesus is. Jesus in the Bible is a God of great compassion and care. So great is his care that he died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. He and his Father are not only in control of the wind and the waves, but death, because he raised Christ from the dead. And it is he, our Heavenly Father, who will provide us with a resurrected life as we continue to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, who is portrayed in this passage as able to calm a storm. I'll pray. Father, you know our needs before we even ask. You know the sadnesses that each one of us have at the present time, the struggles that we have, whatever they might be. We do pray, Heavenly Father, that in your great mercy you might hear us when we cry out to you, help us to continue to be obedient to you, And help us, Heavenly Father, to always reflect on your great mercy in sending Jesus to die on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins and to be with us 
in the difficulties that we have. And we thank you, Father, that you have revealed these truths to us through your Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. St. Matt's West Bend Hills 6pm Congregation is a collection of people who want to be changed by Jesus, to have a deeper connection with God, deeper community with one another and deeper concern for our world. We'd love you to join us on a Sunday soon. For all the details, check out our website at stmats.org.au and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a sermon.